Greetings, everyone. This is Moya with How Betty Davis Saved My Life with a new segment for How Betty Davis Saved My Life, Life Lessons from Classic Hollywood called Late to the Party. As you can hear, the party's already started. And what I mean by late to the party is recent movies that Georgia and or I have recently seen and you've probably already seen, but we want to talk about it. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this brand new segment of How Betty Davis Saved My Life, Life Lessons from Classic Hollywood called Late to the Party. Yes, we are back. And you hear my buttons clicking. I got to get it together, guys. <laughs> I'm flying solo again. And when I'm flying solo, it's time for Late to the Party. And I'm so glad that you guys are here with us. And uh, shout out to Georgia. She left me again, y'all. But we always have a great time on this segment of How Betty Davis Saved My Life. Like we said in the intro, late to the party, and we have two, two movies up for you this time. And I just want to say, I wish you all had, uh, I hope you all had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Yes, I hope it was filled with family and friends and lots of love and, and lots of good food. I hope you didn't eat too much where you started feeling bad. And um, I didn't eat too much. I kept it light. But I was thinking about our movies today. And like I said, we have two. The first one that I mentioned last week is The Sty of the Blind Pig. And let me just say hello and welcome to all of our new YouTube subscribers. Thank you all so much for subscribing. Thank you to our Facebook family and friends, all the great pages and groups that we're a part of. Shout out to you guys. And um, this recording, I am recording live, but I am going to, I won't be live at our regular 1 p.m. time because um, I'm on vacation too. Let me just be honest with you. I took myself and my brain offline, but I put it back online to do this episode for you. So yes, although we are not going to be actually live at 1 p.m., this recording is live, but you know you can always hit us up on our Facebook page, DM us, let us know what you think, always comment, share, subscribe. We love, 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 love hearing from you guys and of course you can always suggest movies for us to talk about so for those of you who are uh, late to the party as well or new to How Betty Davis Saved My Life we always try to have a life lesson incorporated into these movies or, or the movies already have the life lessons we just point them out let's put it like that so late to the party like I said these are some maybe newer movies or not necessarily but just new to us so the first movie as promised is called the sty of the blind pig so let me just pull this up for you um and so you can see what i'm talking about it is a it's actually a play it's actually a play and it's from the 70s 1974 and um i'm going to show you a preview preview clip of this fantastic play um that from I believe it was produced in California, um, and it's from Philip Hayes Dean. And I just want to just look at a little background from IMDb, and uh, because it stars some people 
You may or may not know if you're from a certain age, you would know who these people are. But um, let's see if you can spot the, the stars or the celebrities. So here we go. Um, again, it's a play. I saw this for free, for free, because you don't got you, you don't gotta do this on um, on uh, YouTube. Saw it, I believe, on Sue Snail Lives. Check out her YouTube channel. We're gonna actually be doing, I think it's two movies from her, um, from Sue Snail. And I could be wrong. I'm sorry if, if it's not on there, but I think that's where I saw it from. But this is our first one. So the style of the blind pig, and again, I'm getting this off of IMDb. And even though it says it's originally produced in 1971 by the by the estimable Negro Ensemble Company. And I do believe um, they this was produced in California. And it says it's hailed by Time Magazine as one of the best plays of the year. Dean's powerful drama is about an uprooted African-American family, mother, daughter, and uncle living in Chicago. But it's so much more than that, ladies and gentlemen. It stars Mary Alice, Mady Norman, and Scatman Crothers. So Mary Alice, for those of you, and this is this is a picture of her. I'm going to get a better picture of her. Those of you who are movie and TV buffs, you know this woman's face. So let's scroll down a little bit. This is, and she just recently died, 2022. Can you believe that? Um, but she's been in everything. So you see, uh, where she was born in Mississippi. But the Matrix Revolution. So I know you all know her from that because she she was the what do you call it the Oracle yeah and if I click on I don't want to click through all this stuff but yeah they had this first Oracle and then she died and then Mary Alice took over the that role and then Mary Alice um no she died in 2020 but I think she got ill or something like that but anyway she was the Oracle and correct me if I'm wrong that's fine um but Awakenings we know this more I believe this was the one with um look at this y'all I am a Godzilla fan. I'm getting, getting, uh, for those of you who are audio listening, <laughs> we're on IMDb and they're showing all these clips of these movies and stuff. But anyway, um, so this is Mary Alice. But, and then she was in Malcolm X uh, in 1992, um, winner of primetime Emmys and just a fabulous actress. And she kills it. She gives an acting clinic, well, everyone does in this play. And we'll get into that in a minute. But for you TV buffs, so she was in this movie with Kevin Costner right here. And, uh, th th but I just want to skip to this. This is where I know her from. Good time! She played, let me put a, uh, can I, they won't do it? Yeah, here we go. Yeah, the woman, she, she, she was an older woman and she had gotten pregnant and she didn't want the baby. So she was going to give the baby up for adoption in Florida and thought like, oh, come on, man, don't do that. And so that was a really powerful episode. You know, most of the Good Times episodes were powerful. So I remember her from that. And then, of course, I remember her from my favorite television show of like all time from Sanford and Son, 1972. Now, these weren't as funny, the later Sanford and Son episodes, but she played Fred's sister. And, uh, and he, she may have married a white guy, you know, our Fred freaking out. Stuff. Look, the 70s were beautiful. Episodes you could never do now because people would lose their ever-loving minds. But people, I love the 70s and prior to that. People said whatever they want, suffer the consequences. And they really weren't in there. I mean, people had a sense of humor back then. 
And so she was an ass. So that's where I really know her from. All right, now, for those, for those of you who are old heads like me, um, let's see. Let's find um, Scat, Scatman Crothers. Now, you all should know who he is because um, he is an entertainment icon from back in the day. All right? So let me find him real quick, and then we can also go and see. And she's been on everything, just still talking about Mary Alice. I mean, whatever it was, I mean, look how long her career was. And she managed to, like, even go into the mainstream. Um, so let's go and see about Scatman Crothers. And I don't know why um, the IMDb does this. But so Scatman, you should know, like, if you're of a certain age, um, Scatman Crothers, and I'm going to share my screen. Let's do him now. You, so if you're like from the 70s, and I guess maybe the late 80s, you know who Scatman Crothers is. And I know he has a funny name, but he was an all-around um, entertainer. He also was on Sanford and Son. So this is, this is um, Scatman Crothers. And he was born, I didn't know this, Benjamin Sherman Crothers, May 23rd, 1910. And he's been dead a, a long time. But he sang, he danced, he acted. And this is my first time... No, maybe my second time seeing him in a dramatic role, but those of you of you who know The Shining, the original Shining, with Jack Nicholson, he was the uh, black uh, care what they call it groundsman, and I won't give it away. You, everybody should have seen The Shining by now, but he had a really pivotal pivotal role in that, and here he is with Madam, one of the funniest things. Do y'all know I'm getting sidetracked? Madam had a show in the 80s, it was 83 or something like that, and it's on YouTube, I forget the name of the channel, I'm so sorry, but they have the whole series. I am a huge Madam fan, so go and check that out, they have all the episodes, so Scatman Crothers was on there with her. Let me try to find a picture of him in a shining, uh, let's see, he was in everything, guys, here it is, Yeah. And and one flew over the cuckoo's nest. And, okay, this is the flu. Okay, so this is him. He's in uh, one flew over the cuckoo's nest. So Scatman Crothers, he really does not get a lot of the credit for being a prominent, famous black actor, like a lot of other people, like the Bill Cosby's and the um, Sidney Poitiers of the day. But this man was everywhere he worked. He worked Vegas. He was an all-around entertainer. So more people know Sammy Davis Jr. But he was. I mean, he was just as good. I mean, he danced, he played a guitar. So anyway, he's in that. And let's go to the next person who um, was in this movie. So Mady Noir, I'm going to make you know who she is because she was in the, uh, the remake of, um, oh, Oh my gosh! Oh, it doesn't win. I, I should have written this down. But let's let's look at it real quick. Now, Ivan Dixon um, directed this play, and Ivan Dixon, you should know that name because he was in Hogan's Heroes. He was the black guy <laughs> in Hogan's Heroes, and but he was a very prolific director. So let's take a look at Maddie Norman um, and the movie with Lana Turner, and they had read read. We did the movie. It was um, originally with Claudette Colbert and a and um, 
Louise Beavers, and they, uh, Imitation of Life, I said it, I got it out. So she played the mother in the remake with Lana Turner. Isn't she beautiful? Her and Mary Alice were absolutely beautiful, okay? So Mady Norman was born Mady Ruth Gamble on October 16th, 1912 in uh, Villa Rice, Georgia. And um, she went to school and was tra uh, classically trained as an actress. So all this is on IMDb. Feel free to go and look all that stuff up um, on your own. So here she is. Oh, no, no, no. So this is something else she played in. This is something with Debbie Reynolds. And I was trying to find a photo of her. Here we go. So look, she was in Whatever Happened to Baby Jane. Yeah, she sure was in that. Oh, I totally forgot about that. Oh my gosh, yeah. Let's see. Are they gonna, um, she was in everything. His, his mistress. Oh, she was in a remake of His Mistress? No, she was in His Mistress. And we looked at that. Girl, look, I look at too much stuff, y'all. So, but I do believe she was in, um, the remake. And I might be getting her confused with this other really, really, really pretty. No, I'm getting her confused with this other really pretty lady. They kind of look alike. Let's see. Anyway, look look at her her resume, guys. She has been in everything, of course. So, if you are a black actor, actor, you um, had to pass through. You were going to pass through Good Times, The Jeffersons, uh, 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 Sanford and Son, and stuff, and those type of things, um, those type of shows during the '70s. You had officially made it. Look, she was in Days of Our Lives, five episodes. Yeah. So go and check all this stuff out. But anyway, let's get into the um, the play. And I have some um, clips for you. And we're going to talk about the life lesson here. About So the last one we did, movie that we did, was um, Tarnished Lady, or one of the last ones we did before we did uh, Night of the Hunter. But we talked about the mother-daughter dynamic of Tallulah Bankhead and her mother, or her character in that movie. And I, I had only, I hadn't seen this yet, obviously. And, I, and it was just fascinating to me about these relationships that um, these mother and daughters have that are sometimes somewhat toxic. Um, but let's just get into this for a second and take a look at, I'm going to pause my music for a hot minute so you can hear what's going on. So... We already know that this family is in Chicago. And shout out to Black Film History for this film clip, okay? And um, let's pick it up where, in this preview, and all this is free on YouTube, I just want to give you a sense of the relationship between all three of these people, but especially the mother and daughter. And I'm going to get back to the um, character uh, of the last gentleman in here in a second. Here's another one. Uh-huh. And it would help if I share my screen, right, guys? <laughs> let's let's share the screen, everybody. Let's do that. And bear with me one second. And let's go for it. Now here's another one. Uh-huh. And it ain't got the name of no doctor on it either. Why is she scratching the labels off the box? Maybe she figures you'd be rambling around in the room. I don't know why she thinks that. 
Ain't never caught me rambling around in the room. Pills. Lord, what's a child doing with so many pink pills? If the voice of the Lord came out of wall and told you, I bet you'd break your neck getting out of here. Brother, I need you to help me. I ain't putting in no numbers for you. You have to do that yourself. I'll just wait till you get through cutting the food. All right, sweetie. I want you to help me to find out what doctor she's going to. Why don't you just ask her? If she intended for me to know, don't you think she'd have told me by now? If she intended for you to know, I reckon she would have. Now she goes to the doctor on Saturday. And next Saturday, you could be parked out there and follow her. Spy on her? Just what are you planning on being for the service? Hello, Mama. Uncle Doc. How did my medicine get out here? Well, I was just showing Brother how appetizing and making medicine these days, wasn't it, Brother? Stop spying on me. Ain't nobody spying on you, crazy woman. Who you think is interested in your medicine? And you needn't be scratching the labels off the bottle so I won't know who your doctor is. Oh, that's why you went rambling through my things. You in on this, too? I was just being recruited by the Secret Service Detail Betrayal. Will you please not ask people to spy on me? I ain't asking nobody to spy on me. Then you ask me to find well, out you who shut up. the world. Take a complete <laughs> loss of your mind. Before long, the men in the white coats will be on your tail, carrying you off to the Kankakee Insane Asylum. Why don't you call in the police? Send a letter to Mr. Hoover. You better stop it, Mama. You just better stop. One day, I swear to God, I'll walk out of here and never look back. You please not take the Lord's name in vain in my presence. You sound like a street woman. Tried <laughs> my patience for 30 odd years. Eating up the food I buy. Sleeping off the bed clothes I have to buy. And on top of that, driving me out of what little mind I have left. Let me straighten out your behind before it goes too far. I don't have to stay here and take this kind of abuse. Before I take abuse from a child I birthed into the world, I'll pick manure with the birds. You dynamic that's going on with these people. So um, let's go back to before. So we saw we saw Scatman, we saw Mady Norman, and we saw um, Mary Alice. Let's take a look at um, the rest of the cast. So there's a very wonderful actor named Richard Ward. And again, you he's been in everything. All right. And Let's see. We have any photos? Yeah, we got some photos right here. And let me pull those up. <laughs> and you're going to see these people appeared in pretty much every popular black um, TV show at the time. And it's so funny because, like, they all, it, it's just what it was back then, you know, whatever was hot. And, you know, there weren't a lot of roles for black people. But in the 70s, was a really good time for black actors. So there he is. This is Richard Ward here. He also played James Evans' dad. I know some of you all remember that from Good Times. That's where I first met him. 
fantastic actor. He also played in uh, some movies with some big heavy hitters, the big Hollywood people at the time, Brew Baker. I remember, I think that's the movie with him and Robert Redford. Um, when they were in jail, and correct me if I'm wrong, because it's been like a million years. This, I mean, to just these people put on acting clinics, and it's just sad, you know, that the times were what. what what they were, you had a lot of black faces out there, but they still, you didn't, you only had a few superstars. So these people, you know, and it was, these were stage actors, you know, so they, they had that craft, just like in Olivier's and such in, in London, you had to perfect your craft on stage before you even hit the film. So these people had that same training just like that. Um, and so here he is, <laughs> the Jefferson's. Florence the maid and Weezy. So, so they, they were those people back then. And just fan-freaking-tastic. So this is Mr. Ward, and he's going to play the uh, the blind man. So we're going to fast-forward our clip to that part because I want you to start seeing the dynamic of uh, when he's added to this ensemble, to this mixture of these people how that changes everything, that the relationship between the mother and the father. But um, before we get to that, let me um, still just give a little bit more insight to uh, what's going on. So Scatman Crothers, the uncle, tells Alberta, Mary Alice, hey, hey, won't you fly the coop? Fly the coop and get out of here. You know, let's start living your life because Alberta's like in her 30s, like probably in her late 30s. And so he's like, man, get out of here. She has no children. She's not married, obviously. So there's really nothing holding her there. Now, in a previous scene before we I show this scene, she's already met uh, uh, the blind man, okay, and uh, Mr. Jordan. And he's tell he's told her, she opens the door, like I say, different times, because this is right, so the time frame is right on the cusp of the civil rights movement. So this is like the early 60s, like. And so, uh, and, and they refer to this in the play, you know, that's how I know this. But anyway, so times were different. People open their doors for people. Chicago ain't how it is now, let's just say that. People open their doors for strangers and talk to people. I mean, she didn't, you know, and I was crazy, like, oh my God, you open your door to a complete stranger. But anyway, so she's already met Mr. Jordan. He is looking for this woman. He's going throughout all the buildings in this neighborhood and looking for this woman. And so this that scene happened previously, and now he's coming again into this building to, to inquire about this woman. So let's start it right there. And I'm going to get this ready for you. And like I said, it, it just really put on an acting clinic. It's fan-freaking-tastic. So let's get it started. Oh, oh hi. Come on in. My uncle's here. Mr. Sweet, this is Mr. Jordan. Pleased to make your acquaintance, Mr. Sweet. How do you do? You haven't by any chance heard of a woman by the name of Grace Waters, have you, Mr. Sweet? Grace Waters? Jordan is looking for her. He came all the way up from the old country, searching for her. What about the Bigfoot country are you from? It's sort of all over. Grace Waters. Now I don't recollect meeting nobody with that name. You see, Chicago's a big place to be looking for someone unless you know where to put your hands on them. I'll find her. Well, I reckon I better pick up Pearl. Do what I pick up after work. Oh, uh, by the way, Mr. Jordan, 
You ain't uh, had any good dreams lately, have you? You play the numbers, Mr. Sweet? I've been known to drop a dollar on a figure once in a while. Try triple zeros. Triple zeros? Sounds good. Of course, they all sound good. You get on it, stay on it. It's going to fall soon. How soon? Well, I can't give you the exact date, but it won't be long. Okay, I'll put something on it. See you, Alberta. See you, Mr. Jordan. Goodbye, Mr. Sweet. All right, so there we have that. And so they meet, right? Now, let's fast forward, um, or, or we're going to go to, well, the part I want you to focus on now. Look at Alberta. Consider her past, what I just told you about her. And she does work. She's a maid at some white people, rich white people house, you know, the typical um, uh, occupation at that time for a lot of black people. She's a domestic. So pay it, now let's pay attention to the dynamic between her and Mr. Jordan. And um, watch her body language. That's what I wanted to say. <laughs> now, again, this man... Is a blind man. I, I'm a. I don't want to. When I say bum, I'm not trying to be mean, but he basically is a bum. Um, he is a street performer, plays a guitar for money. He has no home, and he gets by on his wits and playing the guitar. So you know, I know we call them homeless people now. You know, but back then they called them bums. But okay, just y'all get where I'm coming from. So let's take a look at it. I didn't know you'd be around this evening. Thought I'd get through that big building this evening. When we stopped at the other day. Missing off the big building, Jordan. Might take two or three days to get through it. Oh, well, you ain't got nothing but time. And it's Saturday. Getting late. Folks don't like to be disturbed on Saturday evening. Well, they don't have to open the door. All they have to do is say whether or not Grace Waters is living there. Suppose she was living in that big building. Suppose we knocked on the right door. All she would have to do is say that she didn't live there and we'd walk right on away. Oh, no, I know her voice too well for that. Somebody else could answer the door and say she didn't live there. I come within a hundred feet of her, I know it. Half the buildings around here are under the order of condemnation. So that's why I need your help, to point out the ones that still got people living in them. It's not that I don't want to help you, Jordan. Are you afraid? No, I'm not afraid. Oh, you think you're not safe with me? You think because of my affliction, you're not safe with me? Maybe it's just that I'm tired. I guess it can be exhausting and helping me. Why don't we wait and do it tomorrow? Tomorrow is Sunday. Tomorrow afternoon would be a good day. About the time people get home from, from church, people are in a good mood then. But I have no mindset on this evening. Why can't you wait until tomorrow? I lose a whole day? I don't want to lose a whole day. All right, then go on. Since you can't wait, you go right ahead. I hope you fall and break your neck. What? I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean that, Oh, you're upset. I've done something to you. No. Well, what is it? It's got nothing to do with you. You want to tell me? There's nothing to tell. Well, I reckon I better be getting along. Maybe so. Oh! Oh, Mama. I didn't know you had come. Mama, this is Mr. Jordan. 
Jordan, this is my mother, Mrs. Vanilla Warren. Mrs. Warren? How do you do? I didn't expect you back so soon. <laughs> Just come back for a minute. I'll wait. <laughs> Well, wasn't that a fine how do you do, as they say? So, you know, mom is already like, what's this? <laughs> and, and look, these are two women who have lived basically alone all of their lives. Uh, during the play, you'll hear that uh, the dad, Alberta's dad, um, Weedy's father, went out for that proverbial uh, pack of cigarettes and never came back, according to Weedy. Um, and so I'm going to... Pass, uh, fast forward a little bit because now we want to get into the dynamics of Weedy and Mr. Jordan to help us understand um, where where this these ladies, the ladies their relationship dictates everything, right? So that's, that's where we really want to, so how they interact with other people is a result of how they interact with each other. So let's just take a real quick look at that because that's real, real funny. And um, here we go. Uh, it's just, I love, I, I wish I'd have caught this. Uh, I'm glad I caught this this play. I wish I'd have caught this earlier on because I, I love this type of stuff. So here we go. Hear of anybody that died from a case of acute indigestion brought on by the eating of pork in warm weather? Oh, yes. <laughs> I knew a man down home once had a nagging wife, lived about 25 miles down below New Orleans. Well, sir, one night in August, he fixed that woman some pork chops. And she died that very same night from a case of acute indigestion. Of course, they found out later he had cooked them in lies. You sure know some strange folks. Mama, he's joking. Are you joking me, Mr. Jordan, sir? Tell her you're joking, otherwise she'll swear I'm trying to poison her. I'm kidding you, Mrs. Warren. <laughs> oh, so you're kidding, Mr. Jordan. <laughs> always did like a kid. Yes, sir. One thing I always did like it was a kid. How long you been a kid, Mr. Jordan, sir? Remember man down home once was a kid. Kidding city, they called it. Always liked the kid folks. One day, Kid and Sydney kidded the wrong man, and he shot poor Kid and Sydney right dead in the mouth, and Kid and Sydney didn't kid no more. Suppose I just make some pork and beans. <laughs> That's what they feed convicts. You don't have to fix me nothing, Albert. Oh, not going to eat, Mr. Jordan, sir? No, ma'am. I reckon I've done a lot. I laughed Jordan, over that. sir? No, ma'am. So let me go back as I laughed at that last shot you gave him. That's what they feed convicts. You don't have to fix me nothing else. <laughs> he got in the wind. Mr. Jordan, sir? No, ma'am. I reckon I done lost my appetite. I guess I'll be getting along, Alberta. All right. I'll see you to the door. And Mrs. Warren, I want to thank you kindly for your hospitality. Goodbye, Mr. Kidder. I mean, Mr. Jordan. <laughs> Nice. Don't have to learn how to act nice. Ain't running for office. I've been elected. <laughs> Thought you were hungry. Oh, I reckon I lost my appetite, too. Where are you going? Catch some air. With the blind man. His name is Jordan, Mama. Oh, I didn't mean no harm. Maybe I'll take a walk with him. Sure hate to stay here all by myself. 
Fools, I had a stroke while you gallivanting up and down the street. You're not going to have a stroke. How do you know? Is Almighty consulting you about his plan? I could be laying out here with my mouth all twisted up like poor Molly Ross. Molly Ross? It's <laughs> Jordan singing. Lived down the block, across the street. Molly Ross. Died today, poor soul. I don't think I knew her. Of course you didn't. You never paid her no attention. She wasn't none of your equal. What did she look like? That woman walked with a cane. How was that? I never know the woman her age that fat before. Oh, that woman. What was her name? Molly Ross. Sure was a good company keeper. Used to sit here and keep me company all day long. That is just a taste of this uh, this powerful play, you guys. Um, please go and look at it. The Sty of the Blind Pig, it is absolutely free on YouTube. Sue Snell Lives. Check out her channel. Um, and tell me what you think about this. You know, the title of this uh, episode of Late to the Party, let's see if we can put our music back on for one doggone thing, right? Um, here we go is middle-aged women beware the wall is real and as this play goes on i just described to you just saw the dynamics between the mother and the daughter and and anybody who comes into their orbit you see they are drawn into this this really contentious relationship there are secrets uh that are revealed later on that adds fuel to the fire um i'll give you this because you know i hate spoilers uh Alberta goes on to marry uh, Mr. Jordan. I'm not kidding you. Yes, I tell you no lies. Go and look at it. And again, uh, Mary Alice puts on an acting clinic. She has a, a religious slash sexual experience that you can only witness. You have to, I can't even describe it in front of this man yes that's in this play but like i said she and this man they get married and i just the man has nothing why would a middle-aged woman marry a bum off the street who can give her nothing crickets <laughs> so you fill in the blank i my opinion is just how sad when we, when women, well, people in general, don't take the risks, don't take the chances, and sometimes people who should support us and be in our camp hold us back. And I'll leave it at that. Um, I do have one more movie, and we are running against a little bit over time. I was contemplating, should I not do it? But I want to do it. So... We're going to juxtapose Alberta up against Anna. The next movie I have for you is Reckless, 1997 
Um, that's the year it was put out. And let's let me share my screen so you can know what I'm talking about. And um, Anna is her her dynamic and her demographic is totally, totally, totally different from Alberta's. This woman, obviously, she's white. This is this is from uh, the UK. This is from Masterpiece Theater. One of the rare times <clears throat> that they step out of period pieces and and stuff like that, um, or, or classics. So this was 1997, and what I want you to see is kind of the just the position. So uh, okay, I did not hit share. Here we go, share my screen. All right. So here we go, reckless. Starring Francesca Annis, this lovely lady here, Michael Kitchen, Foils War in the House, Robson Green. I am not terribly familiar with him. You know, I get all this off IMDb. You can go and take a look at it. Please go and um and, and so this was again on Sue Snell. This is about a young doctor, Owen Springer, played by Robson Green, who's about 30-ish, mid, late, early to mid uh, 30-ish type of uh, his, his age. Young Dr. Owen Springer returns to Manchester to care for his ailing father and proceeds to fall in love with an older woman who just happens to be married to his boss, played by the great Michael Kitchen of Foils War. Any Foils War fans, um, please let me know in the comments. Um, I just want to juxtapose what's going on with, with Reckless against that. And... Um, we're running out of time, but, you know, Anna Francesca Annis, Michael Kitchen, been in a ton of things. I mean, you know, very America famous. I, I know my Foils War with Michael Kitchen and Francesca Annis. I didn't really know a lot about her, but that seems some stuff. But check them out on IMDb and <clears throat> see what they're in. Robson Green, I was not familiar with him. If you know some stuff he was in, let me know. If you're a fan, let me know. So let's take a look at, um, at, at that with reckless and just let's just juxtapose what's going on with with uh these people as opposed to with alberta so i'm gonna start start it from the beginning with the with the review so i don't take up all the time reviewing it and then you can um take it from there so here we go let's go full screen And oh, let's cut the music off for one dog on thing. Hold on, people. We got to get ourselves together. Because I want you to hear all this. This was wild. This was a... People went crazy over this movie when it came out back in the day. And, I, and if you saw the movie, by all means, let me know what you think. Tonight, let's see. The competition heats up. I'm filing for a divorce. <laughs> How old are you, Springer? Young enough to know she deserves better than you. Tell her who made the phone call. You did that? You're dead in the water. She is having dinner with him. The conclusion of Reckless. You sent a note pretending to be me. I didn't mean to hurt you, Anna. People keep saying that. Tonight. All right, so that is a review <clears throat> of what happened and and uh the first two episodes there's three episodes and there's a sequel okay so that's what happened in the uh the first two episodes all right so now let's fast forward and like i said and 
uh, Anna has her mother. Her mother has Alzheimer's, and she um, is taking care of her. But um, she is taking care of her. But it, you know that's a strain within itself. But what we can get from that, I think that the mother was different than Weedy for sure. <laughs> she was nowhere like Weedy, okay? But that's still it is a strain taking care of people. So, you know, you have to keep that in mind as well. So Anna has, uh, the, the, the husband has left. She put him out the house, so she's staying in the house. And uh, Robson Green's character, he comes to talk to her after she, we saw it was revealed. He had a part in breaking up her marriage. Because he, the dude is just, I'm going to just say it. He's really, really into her. Talking about Anna, okay? And he was so into her. He, <clears throat> um, before they even started having a relationship, he found a way to manipulate and, and expedite them breaking up, okay? And go look at the movie because I'm leaving a, you know, leaving a lot of stuff out. But just check out this, how they, this is gave me the creeps. I don't know about y'all, but anyway, let's take a look at it. Nice evening. Lovely. You? Let's see. Are we sharing this? I don't want to not be sharing it. Okay, let's start over because I'm not sharing it. <clears throat> you know, it's a one-woman type deal up here, y'all. So let's see. I don't want you to miss this. <laughs> this was something else. Ooh, people were enamored with this movie. Like when I was reading the comments, I was like, did we see the same movie? <laughs> so let me rewind it back to where uh, she opens the door. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Nice evening. Lovely. You? <clears throat> what have you been talking about? Not you. Excuse me. What have you been talking about? You don't need to know. I love you. I don't need you to make me feel good or bad about myself. I can manage both adequately. I love you. You sent a note pretending to be me. I love you. He's off in some hotel with some bimbo boosting his morale. I didn't want to know about that. But you're there making decisions about what you want. I love you. You knew all the time. Withholding information is tantamount to lying, and I've had to suffer the consequences, you selfish bastard. I love you. I didn't mean to hurt you, Anna. People keep saying that. It means sod all. <laughs> nothing I do... Nothing I say or think or breathe happens without you. I'll pay any price for any mistakes. But I can't lose you. No. Please, Anna. Tell me you love me. 
You love it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Give me a break. This is incestuous. <sighs> Okay, and that's enough of that bull. So, <laughs> again, these women, they have, look, Anna was married. And her husband, she found out through this clown who manipulated the situation. You saw, she said, I don't want to know that. I didn't need to know that. Okay, because it was seemingly happy. And please go and look at the, the movies because there's a lot of um, dialogue that explains a lot. But what is similar about these women, in my opinion, they are making rash decisions based on emotions, manipulation, and they're making these permanent decisions that I think had they not had these circumstances, these moments of sheer desperation and fear, that they would not have made these decisions. So that's my point. Um, again, go and look at, tell me what you think. Did you see these movies? And let's, let's put our music back on. Um, you know, did you see any of these movies? Please let me know if you saw them. Um, and what do you think? If you agree or disagree with me? Well, I had a lovely time, guys. Our, our next, the next time we'll be together. And let's look at our calendar, actually, to see the next time we'll be together. Um, Georgia will be with us. <laughs> Hopefully, she's supposed to be with us. Uh, so on the 9th of December, yes, Georgia will be back with us. Tom, um, Tom um, I'm sorry, Norm. Norm will be with us from Ultimate Fashion History. I don't know about Tom. We'll try to drag Tom along with us. Um, but Jewel Robbery, star, starring none other than Miss Kay Francis herself and William Powell. We've been talking about that. We've been talking about the fashion. We're waiting on it. We're waiting on it. We are waiting on it. So join us again and, and let us know what you think and, and, and of this these two these two movies, guys. I can't wait to hear your feedback. Thank you all for listening and watching, and we will see you next time. And I hope you enjoyed your Thanksgiving and the next time that we're together. And I do have an outro, so I don't know why I'm saying it, but I want to say it again. You guys take care. Hope you enjoyed this music. I hope it relaxed you somewhat, guys. I really hope it, hope it did. You know what I mean? All right. So my fellow stars and starlets, superstars, don't forget to comment. Let us know what you think about these movies. Did you see these movies? Comment, share, subscribe, like, follow, do all that. We really appreciate it. Let's keep these great series and films alive. So this is Moya for another episode of Late to the Party. Thanks, you guys. Looking forward to the next one. You take care.